J-Hockey Voice. COVID can't bring us down. I I guess right now it's relaxed. You can have three people in the house. We're at least six inches apart. Yeah. And we got Jared on the line as well. Zoom and doom. Yo, what's up? How you doing, buddy? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Good to have you with us, man. Glad to be here. It's nice to have all of us back in the studio. I'm trying to think. The last time we had all three boys, and I think it may have been... Like last yesteryear, last season, like um, maybe a year, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's back before Bill Self's most recent choke job. We'll get into that later. Um, so we have a good show today. We're gonna talk Oklahoma State sanctions and how maybe that doesn't bode well for KU, uh, and then we'll talk about David Beatty and the settlement, and then just a. COVID sports update, talk about what's going to be coming down the pike, the pipe, coming down the river, and uh, yeah. what do you think? Let's go from there. We'll see what we got. Let's yeah. do it. Jared, do you, uh, have you been paying attention to that Oklahoma State thing? Which Oklahoma State thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of them. Wow. Oh, let's get into all of it. I think we should. I think we should definitely dive into all of it. We probably should start with the biggest hitter, which is the the sanctions they received for an assistant paying. He he was paying players. Or? So I was just looking at this. Basically, an unnamed assistant coach. They haven't like implicated well, anybody was this yet. When Underwood um, was the coach? No, they they do have the assistant. He's in he's in jail now, or he's in prison. He, yeah, he got charged. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing I was just reading said it unnamed, so that must not be that. He recent, went to but, jail um, for giving someone money. But it was it was between eighteen and twenty two thousand dollars that was basically just designed to in, encourage somebody to play with for them. So the the the, the classic improper inducement, um, and let it be said, not at the same level of uh, infraction theoretically that we are currently standing accused of um right and they received three years of probation uh one year uh postseason ban um the school self-imposed some fines uh they're losing some scholarships um i mean like really every punishment that the ncaa has in the book um to one degree or another they have basically given to oklahoma state um which well yeah, woof, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like on, on its own, it'd be like, what are you doing? Uh, in the context of what we've talked about before with how the NCAA is kind of trying to push back on the overall movement towards paying players, it seems like it's pretty much designed to send the message that they're trying to slam everybody involved, which basically means us. Right. So, And the most terrifying part of that is they just had one level one infraction and we have been cited for three five five, five level one infractions and the football team's got a couple of level twos 
Yeah. So. So are they just going to cancel sports at KU forever? It seems what they're be trying to do. Call us Wichita State because they're just going to cancel our programs. <laughs> as long as it's not basketball. I could take a break from football. I'd be all right with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't uh, know. man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, it's scary. I mean, obviously, Jared, it's, it's freaky seeing that for, you know, because you don't know what we're going to get. But what, what do you kind of expect? Like, what do you think that means for us? Or what, what would you anticipate our sanctions winding up being? Uh, oh, man. I mean, if the NC had their way, easily five times as bad as that, I would assume. One level one violation versus five. Um, maybe not exactly five times, but probably at least a couple, two to three years of postseason ban. Um, the basketball team? The difference is yeah. Oklahoma State, as far as I know, and Papa Bear, it sounded like you read more of this uh, than I did, but if I'm not mistaken, they cooperated with the NCAA throughout the investigation, though. And we've talked about this before. I don't know why schools keep doing that. How many examples they need to see of where they end up getting the same amount of punishment that they would have gotten if they hadn't cooperated. Or I wouldn't say they wouldn't cooperate, but uh, denied the charges that were brought against them initially. That's what it is. You obviously work with the NCA and give them the information they, they request during the investigation, but when they bring the charges to you, you disagree with them and mm-hmm. you appeal. You fight them. And uh, initially when Oklahoma State was uh, told of the violations, they said, yes, that's what we, we agree, that's what happened. And then the NCAA comes back and gives them a postseason ban. And now you can see Oklahoma State getting pissed off. They're like, well, we disagree and believe this was, you know, um, a bit extreme for a punishment. It's very and so extreme. now they're regretting that they even, you know, went along with what the NCAA was suggesting. Um that being said, I mean, yeah, this is kind of a classic case. A coach receives money to pay a player or, you know, to try to push a player to do, you know, I, I don't know what the difference were between all the schools that were had coaches receiving money, but some of them were paying the player directly. Some of them were receiving money to try to sway players to sign with specific agents. Whatever it may be, they're all kind of, um, you know, Situations that the NCAA has seen come through before, so uh, it, it kind of surprised me that Oklahoma State was so shocked. If anything, I, I feel like they were just a little bit pissed off because they, in their eyes, didn't do anything near as badly as what KU and Louisville and the other Adidas schools are being alleged to have done. Yet they got a pretty severe punishment and got a punishment before any of those Adidas schools received a punishment. But that's partially because they didn't fight the investigation. Yeah. They didn't fight the allegations that were posed against them by the NCAA. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the NCAA wants to hammer KU, so they're going to do anything they can. But we're going through a different process, you know, to actually determine what the. So, are there any reasons? So, we'll see. It's kind of uncharted territory, unfortunately, um, for KU. So, for anyone, really, in our situation. Do you mind if I take that one, Jared? Yeah, Yeah, go for it. Jay and Jared. I was just looking at, just to provide some other context, I think an important case that gets kind of forgotten about, because it was a, a little while ago, is Syracuse. Yeah. And they had some serious stuff go down, obviously. Like, theirs was different. It's a, like, there, theirs was academic stuff. Theirs was 
drug and uh, like by like not following the drug policies and stuff. But there that um, that case went on for eight years, but. They lost 12 scholarships over the next four years. Bayheim was suspended for nine games, docked 108 career victories, and they were each on probation for five years. Yeah. Um, the football, it was football issue as well. So, so that kind of, that I think that also helps to have a comparison because it's both sports. So I don't think football will get docked as much, but that didn't really answer your question about it, if we should be optimistic. Is there anything to be optimistic about, though? I think really the main thing is... So you just gave me another pessimist. No. <laughs> uh, you can be optimistic that Syracuse has had a hard time because fuck Syracuse, but um, but I, will, I immediately retract that because I don't like Syracuse, but I do feel bad for them. I don't think that they were treated properly in that. And it's also kind of foreboding because Syracuse has been hot garbage the last couple of years. They made the Final Four not that long ago, but it kind of surprised everybody. And in general, they... They were like an eight seed or something. Ten seed. Yeah. Or ten seed. They've had a very hard time recently because of... Them their lack of depth because they have no scholarships. I mean, Beheim's son is the first kid off the bench, and he is not any better than Brad Calipari or Tyler Self. Like, he is he is the first guy coming off the bench for them, which is not good, especially when your entire system is zone defense and it's predicated on having athletic, lanky dudes. Like, that's just yeah. not good for them. So, um, assuming everything goes the way that we fear it does and we lose scholarships and we lose postseason berths, uh, that could lead to us being worse for a while. Um, I don't necessarily mean know if that means we'll be bad, but we'll not be as good as we expect us to be for a while. It'll be the year that we just had where everyone was like, well, that was a down year, and that kind of sucks, and we're all just kind of pretending it didn't happen. We'll look good in comparison. So that's terrifying. Here's an optimistic take. They went freaking hammer to the nail to the wall, you know, on Oklahoma State. That's a phrase it, it's used. Anyway, it time. they – like, and really went hard on them. I wonder if, I think I'd have brought this up to someone, I think I was talking to you probably about it, like, I wonder if because KU is a major program, even though we have had more violations, they may not go in as hard on us because they don't want to completely decimate a one of the top five, top three programs in, in the country. And they they don't care as much about Oklahoma State, so they made like kind of sent a, a message, and they're just trying to flex their power. But I wonder because it's it's not the NCAA that is re- like making these made that decision, right? It was that separate court, right? Isn't that the one that you can't appeal? Yeah, what yeah, is that's, that court that's the thing? issue? So I but I wonder if they'll maybe take it as more because they have no they clearly have no like. I don't. They have seems to know, like no formula as to what they're following for punishments. There is no formula. We're worried that this is going to be the formula, the right? State. So, but I wonder if, if optimistically, maybe there is no. This isn't the formula, and they can just they just wanted to punish Oklahoma State, but they're not going to punish a blue blood we're team as much. Punish you really hard for working with. Them. No, I get what you're saying. I don't know. That's just I'm trying. I'm trying to be optimistic in a, in a sense know. that is no, impossible to be right. optimistic about. I think the most optimism that I draw is from exactly what Jared is talking about: is that we are not just letting them do it. And they were making them have to show that they have the authority they claim that they have, and that they can enforce these rules. And until they successfully do that, we are not going to be like, you know what, we fucked up. We've done that shit before. It didn't work out, and as Jared just said, it has not ever worked out for anybody else that's done it. So. Um, I like the idea of the NCAA knowing that we make them money as a blue blood basketball program. 
I don't think I think that they would be more than happy to do that to a blue blood basketball program because they can still make all of their main money from their blue blood football programs and still like hammer somebody who is high enough profile that it's significant. So I mean, I I think if they get the chance to to slap some sanctions on us, that they are going to do but it. But they make their money from the NCAA tournament. They don't make their money from football. It, like, they make a lot of money yeah, from football. No, not, yeah, not, it's the schools that make the money, not the NCAA. All the NCAA's revenue comes from the tournament every year. Almost, so they keep all the yeah. money from like the ad revenue and everything from the so, tournament. I mean, why would you want to? Why that. would you go super hard and on a school that is always in the tournament? There sure. hasn't been. The well, that's kind of the. That seems to be the the perception from non blue blood fans in college basketball. Mm-hmm. At least from you know the various uh, like websites and stuff that I happen to see that people talk, that seems to be the the feeling that KU won't get punished; they'll get a slap on the wrist because they're KU. Yeah. But if it was you know Missouri, right from a year ago or whatever, when they found out that four or five years ago a tutor of theirs like gave free answers on tests or something to students, and they divulged like they reported that to the NCAA. Um, they when they found out five years later, and the NCAA gave them like a postseason ban in football. Yeah, they got you know the knowledge. I mean? It's like that it's, it, the NCAA is inconsistent, and so there's in you know North Carolina gets away with their issues. Um, so there's this kind of prevalent you know thought or feeling within I think a, uh, a lot of the college basketball um, fan base that especially ones that aren't fans of Blue Bloods that Blue Bloods don't get punished. So I think that's gonna happen but I, I would tend to lean towards the NCA knows that all of this stuff coming out is threatening their way of life essentially and they see hammering you know KU as sending a message and kind of nipping this in the bud and being able to sweep it all under the table uh, or under the rug excuse me um, again just to be like oh see it was just a few bad apples right um, that that we're doing this just a couple programs. It's not all of our big programs, and we can right. you know go on with our lives as normal, and we can keep on making you know money off of these. Yeah, but just as just as we're about to get hammered, they're going to have to now deal with the Zion Williamson stuff. Like that is escalating to the same level that ours is. He's he's going in. They're starting to do a trial. It's starting to be an investigation. It's like. He's gonna have to testify. They're like the school is having to testify. Like I want, they can't. They have to think about it from an approach like if we hammer KU and then Duke isn't puts into the same position, they they probably let Duke off. But were they gonna hammer? They're like two of their most prestigious unit, like basketball programs. I don't know. I mean, I, I just if, I, I know it was stuff that comes to light in the Zion case before the KU's punishments. Or an investigation or whatever is finished, then yeah, maybe they'll they'll dial it back and be like, all right, this is a systemic problem. Um, but they'll only do that once it's gotten past the point where they can't just claim that with a straight face, right? They know it's a systemic problem, right? Like they're not stupid. Everyone in the country that follows sports at all knows that this isn't just KU or Louisville doing this, and it's not just but, basketball. The NCAA is willing to, say, you know, have plausible deniability and say, "Well, we don't have evidence of other schools doing it, at least not in their eyes, good enough evidence." So they they want to be able to say it's just a couple of schools, just a couple of coaches, it's just this one or two people that worked for Adidas that were doing this at this one apparel company, and that's it. Please don't look into it anymore. Please don't pay attention to the fact that we're making billions of dollars a year off of athletes who don't get any compensation. 
please let us keep like doing this and don't you know revolt against the system basically see i think the one thing for optimism kind of kind of like what you're saying is that public opinion is really turning against ncaa for those reasons they just made kind of uh they kind of bent a little bit with saying that players can profit on their likeness and they're basically starting more and more to open their doors towards players can make some type of money for this because mm-hmm. it's not right not to because and that's because of public pressure so maybe they'll see it as a little bit of an existential problem if they really hammer KU hard for such a stupid thing that it's clear everyone's doing like it's becoming more and more clear with the Zion case even though I'm not as optimistic that anything's going to happen. No, me that. too. I don't think that's going to lead to much. But I, I saw something today on that case that um, there was a judge like in Florida that said that he doesn't have to go be deposed or whatever. Yeah. They have to proceed like in the state of North Carolina. So I think, yeah, they're at least going to have to go back to square run and start over. So it's still going to be a while until anything comes of that, I think. Mm-hmm. I just think like our best chance, the longer this takes, the better it is for us. Like I think... Because of what Jay is talking about, with you know public opinion and just and the optics of all of this, that and I think that's why part of the reason that they hit Oklahoma State as hard as they did is because, like I said, I think they're just grasping at any opportunities they have to try and establish their position and maintain it. And if they get the chance to do that to us, they will do it. But the longer we can keep them from doing that, and the more and more absurd this looks to. Right, but people on the outside, the better that is for us. We we can't prolong it after a certain point because this court that has, has we've been sent to is you can't appeal their decision. I saw something that they don't even have to pick up this case, so then it could go back to the NCAA. Yeah, it could if they do pick it up though, and they make their decision. We can't appeal that decision. Ooh. So and, and to your point earlier, sure, there's no precedent. They've never. There's only been a couple of cases that have even gone through this new independent committee and obviously nothing like as severe and as big as our case but they're also supposed to be a bunch of independent individuals that have most of them I think have um, careers in law um, you know at some point as lawyers or judges or or whatnot Um, and so you'd like to hope that that would benefit us because you'd think most you know, lawyers would look at the evidence, be like, "This is." There's a lot of smoke, but there's no smoking gun, right? That's what do the they have? A lot of on us, actually, What's that? and what? What actually are the charges against us? Our violations. Yeah. Um, keep talking, because uh, it's really, <laughs> it's it's so, I don't know. It's it's so complicated and. It's hard to even know exactly what we did wrong. Like, it's hard to just put into a nutshell. Well, what we did wrong is a company that the athletic department went into business with, paid our players, or when they were recruits, at least paid them to come play at KU. That's, that's a high level. I don't know what the official terms of the charges are. I'm sure it's like lack of institutional control. Um, and I think they charged like a couple to the university and a couple to Bill Self individually. So that's how you get like the five total. And the evidence they have is the Gasnola in court saying, I did it, the school didn't know. 
And they do have some texts, but they're inadmissible. But they were just speculating how we could get a player who we didn't actually get. Right? Yeah, the, That's the, the texts are like the smoking gun that isn't a smoking gun. You know, it's like... They're hypotheticals. The, the texts are, are bad. They look bad. But, I mean, they, they obviously didn't hold up in a court of law. Gastonola and all the other Adidas people were still found guilty. If the, if the defense was trying to prove that Bill Self and the university knew about it and they used those texts as evidence and that's, that didn't work, they were still found guilty. Yeah. So, so what, what uh, with Gasnola, so he seems like a good soldier who fell on his sword and for Adidas and KU and whatever, to be yeah. honest. But uh, why does that necessitate a prison term? Yeah, that seems absurd to me, unless it's just like, he embezzled money, but not for himself, at the behest of his company. The, the fraud was the tricking the university. This was the, the stupid part. Another reason why, even though everyone knows this, this stuff's going on in college basketball, why a lot of people aren't on like KU's side in this, because... KU and the other universities are clinging to the FBI's designation of the universities as victims. I say that with air quotes because they're not truly victims. Obviously, everyone knows they benefited from this. That's why no one's on you know, KU's side in this, even though they know this is prevalent throughout college basketball. But they said they were victims because they were technically defrauded. Specifically, I think the states were defrauded by providing financial aid to student-athletes who signed you know, legal documents saying that they were eligible by the NCA's rules or whatever, knowing they weren't. Yeah. So that's what it was, is these guys conspired to trick the universities and uh, the states they were in to provide financial aid to students, knowing that they weren't actually eligible for that financial aid they received as student-athletes. Yeah, so I, I just don't understand why prison... It's so stupid, I know, it's like... I think Jay Bill has said this like really well the only reason why this is illegal is because of the NCAA's rules because they broke those rules it made it to where they were technically defrauding the universities for this financial aid if those NCAA rules weren't in place they wouldn't be defrauding them of anything because they wouldn't have any rules to say that they didn't receive money from anyone right to go there it's 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 ridiculous It, it seems flimsy to me and I can't I, I am surprised that the guys from Adidas actually got charged with anything because it's like I don't know it's, it's kind of a joke to me but well it sucks for that guy like he was doing his job what he was asked to do helping out schools <coughs> to get good players like, at the beginning. if you did that would you know that was illegal you know what like, like if you worked at Adidas and they asked you to go give money to someone you'd be like oh I guess this goes on in college basketball would you ever think that you were actually doing something illegal I sure wouldn't no I mean why, I think it would be sketchy but I don't know if I'd be convinced that I know that I could serve jail time for paying a player to go play basketball as a, a university I hope he's in like a nice fancy white collar jail I'm sure he is oh yeah white collar jail's nice man I hope he's Have playing tennis every day. <laughs> Bunch of outdoor time. <laughs> Getting all the old duels he can drink. <laughs> we'll, have yeah. ask, uh, we'll have to ask prison Mitch what, what prison's like. 
<laughs> prison bitch is too hard for Gas Nola. He's, they, they went to different prisons. Yeah. So speaking yeah, of he's court in prison cases, with all, all the dementors, right? <laughs> speaking of court cases, uh, we just settled with David Beatty for what seems like virtually the same amount as we were Two. basically trying to wiggle our way out of. $2.55 million. Is that what we settled for? Yeah. And how much did we owe him in the first place? $3 million. Yeah. So in legal fees, we we probably effectively paid the exact same we amount. We probably paid money. more than we, we probably would have. Paid more. Yeah, I would guess that's just usually to how to try that to screw someone over. Yeah. At the right time to do it. America, honestly. I wish you could see Jared's face right now, and I just hope you were prepared for what's about to come. So take us through that, Jared, since you know that a little better than us. Oh, man. Uh, where to begin? <laughs> so on November 27th, 2014, David Beatty was hired by Athlete. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, obviously, I've, I've said this ad nauseum on this podcast. I hate David Beatty possibly the worst head football coach of all time never should have been a head football coach in the first place uh when Jeff Long first what's up worse than Weiss easily yeah Weiss won three games okay good point continue (laughs) I would say Weiss's resume at least you know made him deserving of a head football coaching position even after he sucked at Notre Dame it wasn't a shocker that he could get, you know, a D1 coach, head coaching position. David Bay was never even a coordinator anywhere, not even a special teams coordinator. Those guys don't even get head coaching positions. Anyway, oh, man, back when Jeff Long said that they were going to, you know, fight the buyout amount because David Beatty had committed some NCAA violations that he didn't disclose before um, or, you know, in, like, his exit interview or something. I can't remember um, I, I guess, in hindsight, foolishly thought that there were, there was, you know, actually a legal argument there. Turns out that whatever rules he was breaking, Jeff Long didn't think that I should make sure that Les Miles isn't also breaking those rules so that I can still argue that this was a way to fire David Beatty without cause after firing him without cause. Um, and, yeah, as we as it went on, it just... It, be, it became clear that there really wasn't much of a, an argument and then of course David Beatty was dragging Katie through the mud in the media and they were threatening to bring in TJ Gasnola and depose him they were threatening to bring in Bill Self and depose him um, so it just it was became too risky and yeah they obviously decided to settle and I'm pretty disappointed if I look at it from one perspective where I hate David Beatty and just from that perspective, it's not bad because he probably made out with only only $2 million of his $3 million maybe. He gets two point five five. He paid probably close to the same amount that KU paid in legal fees, which I bet was a half a million easy. And then he also had to pay probably like 10% of whatever payout he did get um, uh, you know, to his legal team as well. So he probably got less than $2 million by the end of it so if you just want to look at it from like well did we screw David Beatty over yeah we prevented him from getting hired as like uh, an offensive analyst at the University of Texas um, which would have been a good landing spot for him we (laughs) 
made it seem like he like committed a bunch of crazy NCA uh, infractions. He, he actually really didn't. Um, and we made him get less money than what he was legally owed. So from that perspective, yeah, we won, but we looked like a bunch of idiots doing it and kind of like some jackasses, honestly, because it just was a year and a half of bad PR that really wasn't needed, especially considering we paid out probably more in total fees than what we would have if we would have just would have paid him. And, you know, just, it came across as petty, I think, ultimately. It, it was, yeah. You know, and like, I'm a petty human being, I'll admit that shit, so it's like... I'm right there with you as somebody who wasn't very happy with him and and kind of just scoring like moral victories and feeling like I stuck it. That, that's that's great, but like, yeah, the 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 overall optics of it and what actually matters, it's not great. It, it I don't know that it set us back that far. I don't think it wound up being a huge problem for us, but it's not going to be the kind of thing that you're going to like. You're not putting that in the montage of like you know highlights of KU athletics. Yeah. Right. I haven't been much of a fan of Jeff Palm here lately, but uh, I don't know. I don't understand really the David Beatty hate other than he just wasn't a good coach. Like, we signed him to a stupid deal because he beat Texas, and we all felt good for a few days. And... Boy, were those some glorious days. Glorious days. It's always nice to be there. Hey, remember that one week in November in 2017? Wow. I, me- I remember where I was the day it happened. But that's not David Beatty's fault that we signed him to a stupid freaking deal. I agree with that. Like, so, and I don't think he wasn't trying to be good. So I don't really think we need to stick it to him. Like, it doesn't make me feel good to stick it to him. It's petty, like I said. It's petty. And, yeah, it's 100% petty, but it's also like, I don't... We made the mistake of doing that, so then going back and retroactively trying to screw him over is more than petty, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's downright it's wrong. shitty, yeah. It's, and... Which it, says a lot in what you said in addition, like, about Jeff Long. Yeah. Kind of how he, you know, how he's operating is like, this wasn't his decision. This wasn't his fault. He could have just moved on with it and been done with it, but he, like, really dragged it out. And I wonder what went behind that, like, if people were, like, in support of that decision or what, or, like, kind of egging him on. Yeah. I, I don't know. I heard Shane Zinger was on the legal team that was getting paid a bunch of money, <laughs> so I think that's probably what it was. Possibly. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think it... I think petty is a good word, but I also like I feel a little embarrassed that we try and that we're trying to put the screws to this guy, who like he didn't do anything like like just wrong or you, uh, anything kind of bad or wrong. He just kind of was a horrible coach. Jared rebuttal. I uh, yeah. I- I completely disagree with all that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's not a bad guy, right? He had a good attitude. I don't think that he didn't try. He's not He's not as bad as Charlie Weiss in that instance, where it seemed like Charlie Weiss clearly just cashed it in, right, and was just done. Um, yeah, he was only there to get a, a paycheck. I don't think David Beatty was doing that. However, the reason why I hate David Beatty more than Charlie Weiss is because David Beatty preached the whole time about how he was doing it the right way. He was always talking about we work harder than everyone else, we're doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. And then his last two years here, 
and I've said this so many times on this podcast, he stopped doing it the right way. He started trying to take the shortcuts by recruiting JUCO players to get immediate, uh, to fill like immediate needs to get quick wins. And then especially going into his last year where he knew it was his last year, it was win or get fired. What did he do? He took even more JUCOs. I'm talking like 14 of like 25 guys in our recruiting class JUCOs. I mean, it was over half easily, if not like 60 some percent of recruits in one recruiting class he took of JUCO players. And then on top of that, he took a bunch of uh, like blue shirts or uh, gray shirts, I can't remember which color, but basically took scholarships from our next year's recruiting class to fill, to bring more guys in that year through like some of these loopholes that they have within uh, the recruiting rules. So he, he used like 30 to 35 scholarship players, a, ma- like a majority of which didn't even have a full four years to play football. A number of them didn't even have other legit D1 offers, especially not other Power 5 offers. I mean, he was just throwing shit at the wall, hoping it would stick. But he did it by mortgaging the next two to three years of the KU football program. Now, did he intend to stay at KU if he would have been able to make it to a bowl game that year and keep his job? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he was doing that thinking, if I get KU to a bowl game in this last year, I'll get some other Power 5 school to be stupid enough to offer me uh, another head coaching job to step up because they're like, well, shit, if this guy can get KU to a bowl game, we'll take him. Uh, I'm not saying that's what he's doing. I'm just saying, like, he did not give a shit about KU football post twenty what 18 was that his last year he did not care at all he was either doing it to get an extension of his own at KU or to leverage uh, his current job into a better uh, head coaching job somewhere else either way he didn't care about the next several years of KU football well yeah and I'll just say too I, I agree with you that it's not good. I mean that it's embarrassing and you don't want the, the organization that you're as passionately Committed to as we are to, to behave in ways that you're not proud of, and and when I say petty, I do. I mean, I, I would argue that petty implies embarrassing. I mean, petty is not something you aspire to, um, but I also think that it is understandable. Um, and I think it's even even if the only thing that he did wrong was just not be a very good head coach, and even if we should be just as upset with our own institution for offering him a stupid contract, which I seem to recall we were. Even though we were happy that we won that football game, we kind of all were like, does this mean that we're going to wind up with a lot more time with David Beatty? And we were all like, that was a dumb contract. I mean, we were not, we were not like thinking that was a good idea at the time. Right. I think it's okay to not Some like somebody for pretty... being bad at being a head coach. Like, I think if you are upset with somebody for being a bad head coach when they were your head coach, that's, that's fair. It, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but I have no issue with you hating somebody just because they were bad at a job when that was what they were there for. Yeah, I I think we might be revising our history. Maybe you you didn't like the contract at the time. There are a lot of lots people, of people did. There are lots of people who were like, "This is a program changing win." Sure. I don't think I fully was on that hype train, but like they're like, "We need to lock this dude down." So I that's where I would say that I I don't think outside of this group of four people. Well, that's not true. I, I don't know that K- most people would say that KU football fans, on average, are very intelligent football fans. <laughs> I agree with so that. So, I, I, I think... You can count me among the unintelligent ones. I, well, but I know, didn't like that. I think you are... You you were smart enough to know, like, I don't know that we should have given this guy... Con- like, 
the, the smart football fans that are KU football fans were like, this is more of a reflection. This is a reflection of the fact that Texas is bad at football, not that we're like changing our program and we're becoming this. You know, I mean, there were some like like Mike Lee was young and he was a big part of that. You know, and so I think it kind of felt like there was some talented players. That mm-hmm. Daniel Wise was still there. Dorrance Armstrong was still there. like we had some talented players. Mm-hmm. Also, Carter Stanley, the best quarterback. Absolutely. Well, yeah, but you, so. David Beatty just never started the guy. I mean, had he, he we we would have we probably have been in the playoffs. We wanted Bama. Yeah. We <laughs> were least. ready for Bama with Stanley. Guys, you're forgetting that we still have Miles Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a completely side tangent, real quick. But I saw a picture. They were talking about like who the starting QB is gonna be for us, and, and they showed, showed a picture of Thomas McVitty. But in the picture was uh, was um, uh, Skipper Scooper Scooper Miles Skipper Miles whatever her name is Stinger Miles. What's her name? name? Scooter. Scamper Scooter. Anyway, they were like they clearly were in love, and I like your your theory early on that he got benched because he. Had a solicitous, not I use that word completely wrong. That is not my theory. I saw that as some (laughs) crazy theory on the interweb somewhere. That is not my theory. Yes, it is. That's your theory. No, it's not. America, let it let it put it on the record right now. Jared thinks that Scooter Miles and Thomas (laughs) McBitty had a solicitous affair, (laughs) and that is why he was benched. No, that was it. <laughs> no, I'm never going to agree that I did not. I did not allege that, at least not legitimately. We Maybe I said it in jest. We like, had God, you, this guy. We can't had you. We had win the starting job and just have pissed off Les Miles by sleeping with his daughter or something. Maybe I said something like that. But I. You did say that. Think that was a legit Scooter thing. Miles is that her name? Scooter Miles. Yeah, that's a girl's name. Anyway, I, I did want to clarify. So back on the David Bacchetti shit. I know I went on a, a quick two or three minute rant there about David Beatty and how much I dislike him. Smacker. Actually, I don't think we should have actually tried to reduce the buyout. We should have just paid him. So You're gonna have to repeat one. that, Jared, I'm sorry. <laughs> we we were too busy said, figuring out that it, her name is Smacker Miles. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. Feel free to actually say something worth listening to. I appreciate it. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry I took this away from that conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> you missed the part where we said smack her. I hardly even know her. Yeah, it's still my favorite joke. <laughs> oh, man. It was funny. Everyone was laughing. Yeah, everyone was cracking up. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm trying to know what you were actually saying, Jared. No, I was, I was saying that even though I went on a rant about how much I hate David Beatty, I do agree with what you guys are saying that we shouldn't have actually fought him in his buyout we should have just paid it now granted I think if we actually would have had if he committed some egregious level 2 or even especially level 1 violation we found out about it later on I think he tried to reduce the buyout then. I think there's arguments to be had there that you could do that but sure. it's obvious in, like, in hindsight that Jeff Long you know had nothing to base this on or did no research or Maybe his legal team told him it wasn't a good idea, and he said, I don't give a shit, you know, find me a loophole or something, right? But whatever it was, it was not a good strategy. So, yeah, I, I agree. We shouldn't have gone through with it because it, it does look petty. But like I said, if there were actual legitimate violations that 
Les Miles wasn't also uh, potentially, um, you know, uh, doing as well just in his first year, and you have you know some legal grounds to to fight him on it, then sure, I think you go for it. I don't think it's as petty in that that way, but clearly they had nothing. Sure. I will say this about Jeff Long: I have reached the point where I have not yet given up on him. Uh, but if we lose any of our upcoming games in basketball to Missouri, I will never forgive him. <laughs> I will, I will, but between being willing to reignite that shit, which I was already done with, and then timing it such that we could wind up playing games against them after we lose scholarships and when we're having a hard time recruiting players because they would actually like to play in March Madness, uh, you know, basic shit like that. If we and you know, also rivalry games are always more intense. I mean, we we played them pretty close when we did that like scrimmage with them a few years ago, and that was with the team that went to the Final Four. So if we, uh, you know, if if we manage to just shit the bed and lose a game to Missouri, I will I will officially be ready for a different athletic coordinator. That might be that might be, you know, stupid, for lack of a better word, but that's how I feel. Jeff Long feels like a basketball player that came out red hot at the beginning of the game it was just hitting threes from all over the feet all over the court and now though he's missed like nine in a row and at this point it's like okay you made the first four but you've missed the last nine pass the effing ball pass already me. dude and just stop shooting it because yeah. it is not working yeah. <laughs> that's what i feel like. Just, like good. everything he's done you know, after like the first six months oh, that, of his that, that adds up no, the senior has just been like a bad decision left and right just like it's like Jeff Long I want you to write on a piece of paper what you think you should do in this situation okay now let me see it okay do the opposite of that because it's like everything you do is the exact opposite of what you should do right now also if he issues one more fucking apology like right after something theoretically scandalous happens I will lose my mind is he going to issue an apology for dragging KU through the mud with his stupid lawsuit with David Beatty for the last year and a half? Well, apparently no. not, because he already would have. Let's switch gears. Let's talk um, other COVID sports, specifically NBA, because that's kind of been in the news here recently, and you know we don't have a ton of time left. But um, just to kind of give a little context, they were talking about playing the. Uh, what was it, 22 teams in Orlando? Yes, and then um, Disney World. Near, yeah. In Disney World. Orlando, whichever one's in California. Oh, I thought it was in Orlando. All right. That's well, the one in Orlando. Florida, California, world, yes. World, 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 world. I'm pretty sure they're going to be part in Kissimmee as well. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. Kissimmee Tuesday. Um, so Today's Wednesday. Okay. So, 22-team <laughs> tournament. So everyone except for, like, Charlotte... Yeah. Well, that was funny. I, well, anyway, we don't even get into that. Just how they selected the top, the the uh, 17 through 22 teams wasn't, like, just where you were at record-wise. They, like, kind of picked on purpose who they wanted to go in. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, uh, it kind, was, of. kind of. It wasn't it's just... It's based on your record. They didn't just decide somebody got to be in that had a worse record than somebody else. But the way that they cut it off, you can tell that they basically were like, how can we make a legitimate like cutoff that still gets Zion into the postseason? That's basically what they were trying to do is get get New Orleans involved. 
Because they could have just picked, you know, the 16 teams that are doing it, you know, or they could say, like, we have these. Because they're trying to do, like, a play-in. There's, like, a week or so worth of games, and, like, there's potentially the opportunity for play-in games if you're within a certain number of games of the eight seed, and it's based on, like, historical probabilities of being able to make the playoffs, depending on how far out you are and all that shit. So they're trying to make it legitimate and give it, you know, condense as much time as possible and still have there be actual basketball deciding who is champion. But, again, like, 22 is kind of an arbitrary number, and it's also more teams out of the West than there are teams out of the East, which part of it is just that there are better teams in the West, but still, like I said, it it sure awfully looks like they're just trying to figure out how to get... Zion Williamson into the postseason. Do you think that Nike paid no. the NBA and Disney money to get Zion to play in their Disney World tournament? Do I think, do think Nike did? Scandal and, and how's that? Duke involved? Because I know they are. Well, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a, a Nike rep named PJ Pasahola, and I think <laughs> I, I think he's a big part of this. So what I kind of wanted to get into <laughs> was that um, Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard, and maybe a couple others had a big conference call with, with WNBA and NBA players saying, uh, you know, given everything that's going on, and, you know, there's COVID, so that's a legitimate concern. And then there's the Black Lives Matter movement that has a lot of momentum right now. They think that maybe we shouldn't, Basketball's not as important as this, and we shouldn't distract from the Black Lives Matter movement with entertainment. And so they were saying, I don't know if we want to play. And then there was kind of a counter movement saying, well, we're totally for Black Lives Matter too, but I don't see how this is... um, not helping the movement or whatever. Yeah. It's distracting There's from it. Yeah. I understand where, and this thing, this is just, I was talking, we were talking about this earlier, and it's, it's just really complicated because some players have said that they don't feel that they were involved in this discussion with how we're going to come back, who's going to come back, all of this, how's this going to work, which is probably true. Like, I guarantee you that the... What was that dude? Alan Anderson? Like, he's probably not involved in this conversation to the extent that Kevin Durant is. Um, so, and also they feel, some of them have said that they felt like they didn't have the ability to speak out against stars who were ready to come back and play. Um, and there are those who are just not comfortable playing yet for health reasons because of COVID and they don't think that it's that, that. so that I totally understand. Um, Rudy Gobert was like, yeah, Rudy, Rudy said, Rudy's had a tough couple of months. Um, <laughs> He's like, I got the antibodies. I'm not worried. He's like, I'm good. You know, let's play. Y'all, uh, they started coughing on everyone. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. He's made light of it again. <laughs> then there was kind of so basically, people were trying to figure out how to get the NBA back. They're like, we need sports. We need basketball. Like, we can do this. Let's let's do this. And then after they kind of reached a plan, and everyone was like, all right, this is what we're going to try and do. There was then some pushback from folks like Kyrie, um, basically saying, now hold on a second. Like, we didn't all decide this and basically making the argument that it would be distracting. Um, And then the response to that has been, well, it's easy for you to say that we shouldn't be playing Kyrie. You have millions and millions and millions of dollars, and there are many of us who this is our living, and it would sure be great if we could be playing some basketball right now. To say nothing of people who would be, you know, working at the arena or other people who are not players whose living depends on there being basketball. Um, 
And and there is like a genuine. I mean, is it distracting? Is it something like should we be playing sports and like trying to quote unquote go back to normal when a huge part of this movement is that back to normal means back to a whole lot of problems and the whole idea is that we're trying to not is to change what normal means. Like I I, I understand that. I think that's a valid point yeah. to be making. Um, then there are again people who are saying this is something that is a large part of black culture and their community and this is something that uh, you know there are players who are arguing right and they're arguing that this would be good for us and that we need this and that you know we can but who says that we're not going to be kneeling during the anthem or using our time during you know interviews and things to try and like raise awareness that basically it's a big complicated problem that nobody has an, an, an answer for and no one is going like you're not going to make everybody happy but you have to try answers yeah too. exactly like I think it is valid to try and play and to try and make a way to do this. I think there are enough livelihoods that depend on it and enough people who would benefit from there being basketball that it's worth attempting. But I also think it's valid to say, can we do this responsibly? Is this safe? Should we be doing this when there are more important things going on that we haven't figured out yet? I think all of those are worth, are, are good to say, and I don't ultimately have an answer. Selfishly, as somebody who is starved for sports right now, uh, I would sure love a basketball tournament. I would love to get to watch the NBA postseason and whatever winds up leading up to it. I'm trying to separate that from what I think is right or wrong with regards to this, and I don't ultimately know. Yeah. But. So, I respect that what Kyrie and Dwight are, are saying. Like, yeah. Like, but I thought I, I read a really good um, kind of response to that coming from another person who supports Black Lives Matter, Austin Rivers. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, and I'm going to read it to you. He says, trying to find the correlation. Us coming back would be putting money in all our NBA players' pockets. With this money, you could help out even more people and continue to give, more importantly, your time and energy towards the Black Lives Matter movement, which I'm 100% on board with, because change needs to happen and injustice has been going on for too long. But also, not to mention there are plenty of NBA players I know who need them, uh, who need them paychecks. 99% of the NBA hasn't made the money a guy like Kyrie has. Not to mention NBA basketball, predominantly African-American, just a lot of stuff you were saying. Uh, and a lot of our audiences too. Us proving entertainment and hope for kids is important. Also keeping some kids indoors watch basketball games on TV instead of going out and getting in trouble. Like, I think those are all good points too. He goes on, um, and he, he, he's not hitting Kyrie. He's like, he also credits Kyrie for bringing this up. But it's like, both arguments are good. And yeah. I just want to watch basketball at the yeah. end of the day. I think ultimately, like, I'm not qualified to say any of these people are right or wrong. Like, I, 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 I want to hear what everybody has to say. I'm encouraged that Austin Rivers is saying this is not an attack on Kyrie Irving. This yeah. is in response to what he's saying, and I agree with what you are saying, but also this. And ultimately, like, I don't, I don't know where the discourse winds up. If, if it winds up being that we shouldn't have this season and that's what makes sense, I'll be behind that. I'll yeah. suck it up that I don't get to watch more basketball. But if we get to a point where, I, where it's made clear to me or it seems like that's the right thing to do and players are willing to play, I mean, I don't, I don't know where all these lines are drawn. I'm curious <clears throat> if there could be some compromise where – you know, they give a lot of, air, like the NBA buys advertisements for Black Lives Matter for their show, and they do special tributes every single game, and the players all wear. Um, yeah, their jerseys could all their, be, uh, specific, like 
uh, alternate black like you know they do the city edition they could do right. uh, black lives matter black lives matter uh, edition jerseys and could things like find that. A, yeah and could I think find a way to make it a a very positive like thing to like, like a moment move, move, move that the needle and yeah because sports has it's happened before has has moved the country towards progress in a lot of different eras. Everybody knows who Jackie Robinson is for good fucking reason. Like well, there's Will Chamberlain, you know, if you want to go back to Bill the Russell, hockey boys. Jim Brown, you know, yeah. Muhammad Ali. I mean the the list goes on. So I'm not saying that any of these players are necessarily at that level, but there's no there's no reason why they couldn't rise to that moment. Uh, and I will also say that there's no basketball being played right now and yet I still saw you know, Ernie and Shaq and uh, Kenny and, and and Chuck talking about George Floyd and talking about Drew Brees and the stuff that he said about that. Um, you know, these are guys who are, the, we know who they are because of NBA basketball. And I, like, they have a, a platform and they have a relationship that I can connect to and get something from because I watched the games. You know, and so if they're already being able to do this as and it is. That's the only sport that people are able to, to watch significantly, and they're getting, like, even, you know, like, kind of your mainstream might might go either way on the Black Lives Matter movement type of guy, but they're just seeing, like, constant messages that make sense, that yeah. are fair, that, like, are saying, hey, we need to do something about this. You, you know, can move the needle. Or think about, like, the video that all those NFL players put out, where they pretty much demanded, not pretty much, they did, they demanded that the NFL acknowledge that they were wrong about specific bullet points and they they set an ultimatum where you have got to say that you did this incorrectly. And that's significant. I never would have thought that I would hear Roger Goodell say, we were wrong to impede your protest and that Black Lives Matter and that we are on your side. Whether he means what he says or not, it's hard to know. That's for other people to figure out, but that's significant. And that's, you know, yeah. you could argue that, well, we're doing this without games happening, so why do we need to have games at all? We can still be making this progress. But you could just as easily argue that that's just proof of what, like, what we have invested into sports as a society and what, what the power that we have given these people can be used for things that matter. It almost seems like a voluntary deplatforming of yourselves if, uh, and of your, of your cause um, for Kyrie. To, to do that, but I mean, I also can kind of see what he's saying too. So I, I mean, I think it's just really, it is really important that people haven't come out and and really attacked him. They've more just offered a counter argument to Kyrie's thing. Exactly. I think that's really important. And like, like, I don't know. Yeah, LeBron has come out and said he wants to play, and he would be one that would be like, why? Like, you see what Patrick Beverly said? He said, "LeBron said we're gonna play. We're playing." I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's how it works. He is the, the king. NBA. It, it, yeah, and also to be fair, Kyrie Irving's a flat earther, so why should we listen to him? He's he has yeah he has a history of controversy. <laughs> he at least is like being controversial in a way that is. I'm just logical. Uh, no, no. Most of Kyrie's controversy and stuff is is like him being petty and you know, and I really would like to smack him around. You know, smack her miles. We've got miles to go. Anyway, <laughs> I think we've hit a pretty good minute mark on this thing. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if people are going to still be listening at this point. So, Jared, do you have anything left for us before we sign off, buddy? Uh, no. I know I didn't chime in much on that. That's okay, man. You guys all made great points. I agree. All great points. All great people. I know how to sit on a fence. There so. you go, man. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say we should probably just end with like saying three nice things about everyone, but you just said some nice things about us, so I think that's a good way to end. That's, that's cool. about all you're going to get out of me, honestly. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, buddy. <laughs> I'm always yeah. glad to have you on the pod. It's nice being back in the saddle, all, all of us, so hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah. Black yeah, Lives definitely. Matter. Black, Black Lives, lives Matter. matter. All right.